right. Good day, gents. Good evening. And welcome to another episode of Father's Fire Man to Man Edition. I'm super, super excited. I got my boys, Antoine J. Brown, Mike Lewis, and Sean Knuff for round two Uh of our discussion a couple couple (laughs) of weeks ago. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we got Antoine here, (laughs) y'all. We got Antoine, always cracking the jokes, man, always cracking the jokes. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because I went back after the last time that we, we met, and I was listening to it, and Sean goes, man, we started talking about the man card, and Sean is like, man, guys, we need to go deep. We need to have a second thing. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go deep on the man card. And it was funny because as I was thinking about the episode, I went and I just um, Googled the man card, right? And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because there's actually a movie about it, and there's a bunch of these little – cards and see if it'll show i'm not sure if you guys can see it but there's um there's actually man cards that you can buy (laughs) (laughs) so we probably should step back and let's talk about what a man card is and i love the one card and i'm not sure if the viewers can see this i hope they can but um so on the man card it says maybe i don't have my share i need to share my screen let me go there that's why there we go there we go all right so can you guys see my screen the man card (laughs) wow (laughs) i I love love the guy have you ever built a shed hunted a wild animal and ate it wow (laughs) travel to a different continent i've done that completed a 10 mile hike without taking a break (laughs) I love the dude on the left. That's the best. Right. <laughs> I just absolutely oh, love that. But I, but I love the, the second card that it says, this card certifies that you are a man. Girly paper will result in clipping a fully clipped card warrants penalties to be decided by a democratic vote. <laughs> so, so we get to determine whether you're a man or not based on how girly you are. <laughs> wow. 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 And, and I that's think crazy. that, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, as I reflect back on my life, going from being a young man to being a married man and having friends that started getting married. And it's funny because I have a really good friend. His name's Andrew Ip, and I tease him relentlessly. And my wife, one time she called me out on it. She goes, man, you're almost cruel to him. I go, no, it's just because I like him. <laughs> Sometimes you're just so brutal. And, you know, I think a lot of times he would do things and I'm like, dude, you need to give me your man card. He's oh, come on, man. I'm still a man. And it's funny because as I was thinking about the man card and how I've grown as a man, my perception of what it means to be a man is completely different than when I was maybe 20 or 18 years old. In fact, if you looked at me last night, (laughs) this is what you would have seen, right? (laughs) I'm actually cooking dinner, right? Mm -hmm. I've got spaghetti squash and I'm cooking dinner. And then last night, 
my daughter came to me and she said, Dad, can you help me with my wig? And so I go to the bathroom, she puts on the skull cap, puts the wig on, and oh, she iron flat ironing it and cutting it and all this stuff. And I'm like, boy, would this fit in the man card? Probably not. Uh, that is hilarious. So, so with, with that backdrop... <laughs> let's let's talk about the man card. Do I need oh, to have man. a couple of my cards punched? We walk from uh, building, yeah. building cabins to, to crap out of a cantaloupe. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> by the way, that's awesome. <laughs> Just yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think you. I think you lose a punch with that wig on, Jody. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was funny because after she got it all combed out, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, man, I look pretty good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so that, all right. So let's that's talk big. about when you when you think you look good. That's when you gotta okay now. Come on. That's two yeah. punches. That's two punches. You're supposed to at least have a frown on your face. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate being here right now. Go, go, go back to the picture, Jody. Was you smiling? Were, were you, Jody, were you smiling on that picture? Well, I, I was laughing at myself. I just was like, I'm sitting there on the stool in the bathroom. I got a wig on and my hair, my daughter's doing my hair or doing her oh, hair. Man. And I'm like, that's uh, daddy's love. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about it because I think especially as I've been married, you know, and I've had six kids, I've done things as a man that have really endeared the relationship with my daughters in particular and my wife. And as I've done those things, maybe at first they were uncomfortable, but what I found is that they are opportunities for me to connect with my daughters on a different level around things that are important to them. And I think some men miss those opportunities because they're worried about the man card and they're worried about, uh, am I man enough? Right. I'm losing my manliness. So what have you guys experienced that as you've had kids or you guys are still got all your 10 punches in your punch card? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Sean go first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have no words right now. <laughs> so, Antoine, you're giving me a lot of confidence now. Oh, man. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Let me, let me out here, man. Like, I, you know, I was lucky enough to, um, like, I was really into karate when I was 20, and I did it for the past 20 years, uh, different martial arts and stuff. And you get to be around a lot of guys that uh, are trying to, like, feed their ego. And you, as you're into this stuff for a while, you, you sort of see through that after a while. So manliness to me, when I had my daughter, might not be the same thing to, as somebody else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I feel like I was blessed enough to, to 
get, build some real true confidence before I have my daughter. Mm. And a lot of manliness, what people think is manliness, is not it's not really that manly when it comes down to it. Because I think a lot of manliness is just enduring things and 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 taking care of business and doing stuff you don't always want to do. And I think a lot of guys have the wrong idea uh, about what manliness is. So that being said, um, I did uh, have a lot of trouble playing with dolls, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, we, 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 I'm in. So <laughs> I don't know. I taught my daughter how to kickbox and stuff when she was little and she really liked it. Just something me and her like to do. But, um, yeah. You know, that that's an interesting thing, right? Because as I reflect back, it's almost like God was preparing me for daughters because he gave me four boys, which four boys slam dunk, no worry. Right. And then I get, you know, our, our youngest daughter, Kaylani, and she is a very rough and tumble kind of girl. And then we adopted Jessica and Jessica is a very girly girl, right? She likes fashion and makeup and, you know, looking good and clothes and all that stuff. And it's given me an opportunity to have really unique dynamics in my home that's allowed me as a father to connect in a way that I had not anticipated. And to your point, Sean, at, at first, I think sometimes it's uncomfortable, right? At first. And in fact, I remember the first time Jessica wanted to do my hair. And so I'm sitting there you know, on the floor, she's behind me on the couch and she's trying to cornrow my white guy's hair and she's able to do it. But I just remember feeling at first a little uncomfortable, but the more we sat there and we were visiting, the more I enjoyed the time with her. It was less about having my hair done as it was having the time with her to really talk and visit and connect. Yeah, I, th I think what you're saying, Jody, is is key, you know, and, and, and Sean as well. I think, you know, for me, I grew up in a home where, you know, thank God I had, you know, my father there. And so to me, my depiction of a man was one that, you know, obviously take care of, of, of his family, you know, go to work, you know, come home, provide for the family. And, and next thing I know, he's going back off to work. But we've always had that relationship. You know, my brothers and I talk about it all the time. And one of the things I remember, if, of course, is, you know, as much as my dad worked, I don't think I ever remember one sporting event or one function where we would look up in the audience and he was not there. Right. He was always there. And to this day, I still don't know how he was able to manage that, but he always showed up. So I think it was it's so important what you're saying, you know, again, if if our perception, if you will, of the man card are those things that, you know, what society says makes you manly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can bench press 350 and you only weigh a buck 30. You know what I mean? You a man. But like the crazy thing about that is I think it's the very things that you talked about, right? Being able to put whatever that perception of a man is so you can actually connect you right with your family you could connect especially with our daughters you know um and it's it's interesting because uh you know my my daughter now who's back home in michigan um 16 years old now and it's it's it is so 
interesting and fulfilling the conversations that we're having now because for a season those conversations were completely different <laughs> right um because of the simple fact that when we moved here things happened and it was just it was just a matter of that 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 feeling of being separated right but when when i began to restore that relationship that was what made me feel like a better father that's what made me feel like and know that i was a i was a man right <clears throat> to hear conversations that she may have not known that i've heard but things that she would say about me but they were in a good light <laughs> you know what i mean so i think i think the stability if you will of the man card is when a man can look at his family or someone else looks at a man's family and they see stability within the family not saying that things mm -hmm. won't go wrong but because the man is the foundation right of the family then the stability of that man is clearly defined and per and perceived through that man's family so how how's your wife right mm -hmm. how are your kids and things of that nature and i think that's what solidifies the the essence of a man card Antoine, you want to jump in? It looks like you've quit laughing at me, so you're ready to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready now, man. I think I'm good. I just had to, <laughs> I had to take a deep breath, man. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, I, um, I'm, I'm just looking at some of the comments, and um, we got a couple of people on here, and I know we all know Chuck Hill, you know, in the ESA, uh, who's on here, and um, uh, 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 one of my brothers, George Miller. Junior, he's on here. And another one of my brothers, my big brother, Gregory Clemens. And uh, Mike, you know Greg. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at his comment, and you just showed it on the screen, uh, Jody. Uh, and I want to read it. It's, it says, a real, the real measure of a man is letting your daughter make you feel uncomfortable. I have six daughters, and at least three of them have put makeup and lipstick on me. Memories are priceless. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you, Greg. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I like that. I like I like the statement that he made, though. Um, the first part of it, the real measure of a man is letting your daughters make you feel uncomfortable. You know, and and uh, I, I think that that really speaks a lot to who who he is as a man. And for all those who are listening, you know, uh, if you're a man out there and you've done that, you know, you've. You've allowed the daughter to put makeup on you. You've allowed the daughter to do things like that. That that thing right there to me is you to me that that's that notch is on that is not on that man card, but it should be. You yeah. know, uh Sean Shawnee says something. He said one word, one word that stood out to me that he said, and he said, uh, he talked about confidence. He talked about being confident about who I am. You know, when you're confident about who you are. As a man, you know, I know, I know who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know I have a wife. I know I love my wife. I know my wife loves me. My wife is not concerned that I'm going to go out and, uh, you know, have a, a secret lifestyle. You know what I mean? That she's going to be uncomfortable with. You know, I know who I am. I'm, I'm secure and I'm conf confident in who I am. Therefore, when I'm with my daughters, I can be confident about who I am. And allow them to have fun with me, you know. Yeah. Now, now I'm just, you know, for me, I grew up a little different. I grew up a little different, so uh, there's probably a line for me. There's probably a line for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know how far I will go in that uncomfortability thing. Uh, so, 
<laughs> I'm, just being, I'm just being honest. And you know what? But but I, there's a reason for that, though. There's yeah. a reason for that. I grew up, and and Mike knows this about me. On my father's side of, of my family, we were a really close knit family. You know, my father, his brothers, his sister, uh, their siblings. We had we had Sunday dinner every Sunday uh, over my grandmother's house since I can, you know, as far back as I can remember. My grandmother just passed away last January. And so, uh, you know, but that was something that we did every Sunday. And then there was uh, other times throughout the week where we got together. And so I am the... Um, <laughs> I was looking at the comments. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am the uh, only... I'm the only male on that side of the family. So I'm the only grandson on that side of the family. And I grew up with about six or seven uh, female cousins, not one male. So I'm spending a lot of time over there. And they're older than me. One is the same age I am, and then they're younger than me. So they're pulling on me, you know, to do things that I don't feel comfortable with. (laughs) And so... Uh, early on, you know, I felt like I got to establish myself as a man because <laughs> they're trying to ruin me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so you know, when, when I look at what Greg said, I understand what Greg is saying and I understand his position. And and I know that uh, for, for me, I, I, I probably would have felt a little differently about it. Like, you know, I have a daughter. She's uh, 20. She's 26 years old now. And so um, I didn't I didn't do a lot of that stuff. Now, I did her hair, you know, a couple of times I did do her hair and um, I felt some kind of way about that. But we got to get you feeling more comfortable. Antoine. <laughs> but let me say this. Though. I have a granddaughter. now. Uh, my, my, mm. my daughter has a daughter, a granddaughter. She's she's uh, seven, just turned seven years old yesterday. And um, uh I have done things with her that I never would have thought I'd see myself doing, you know? And so I think a lot of it had to do with me relaxing and, and, and allow, allow myself to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? But I remember, I think I even posted this on TikTok after Shawnee gave me a tutorial on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I posted a pic, I posted a video of me playing with one of my daughter's dolls with her, you know, just making up a little skit with it. And so, uh, you know, so I, I, I guess, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna quit talking. The wife's they, giving the truth. They, <laughs> trying to play off like I'm they, the man here, man. Right, right. Comfortable, and he's in they the back room doing perms. They giving you the juice for your man card, man. Know, man. I'm talking too much. That's what it is. I'm talking too much. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> You, you know what's interesting? You hit something. <laughs> you, you you hit on something there that I think is really important, and Sean has been talking about it on TikTok a lot. I think we have a lot of fa- family gatherings, and what typically happens is we come we come into the house, we come into the party. The men go downstairs. We t- get in front of the big screen. We grab the the, the soda, the beer, or whatever. And the wife is in the kitchen and we're feeling like we're not in there. Right. And, and I think even in the simple thing of coming home 
and your wife is overwhelmed from the day and everything that she's been doing mm -hmm. at work and then coming home to the house. And we feel like we're coming home and we've been providing, but we're not stepping up yeah. in our role as husband, as father. And our wife, a lot of times is standing alone in our, in her own house, in our own house. And Many men are not stepping up because it's not manly. It's not what the husband should do. And I think that's breaking down, but we still have a lot of that. And I know Sean's been talking a lot about that on TikTok to, you know, to the viewers that he gets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny. Um, what got me juiced the other day was I was out on the street, uh, like I was at work and stuff and I'm kind of, just listening to a guy talk and I heard this comment that this dude made and he's, it was something about his wife. And he's like, he goes, I ain't no pushover like to this other guy. And I'm like, Holy cow, man. <laughs> and I got my brain churning because I remember a while ago, um, one of my friends, he, he, you know, he struggled with relationships uh, till he's like 26. He gets with a girl. They just go, you know, crazy on each other and just get married within like two months, they got married and it was just super fast and they move in together right away. And it was like a week after they were married, he's out at the bar and complaining and everything. And I'm trying to talk to him and he's like, you know, these bills have to get paid. And like, she don't know what she's talking about. And she has a kid from a previous marriage that they like got together. He doesn't have any kids. And like, I just feel like, you know, I struggled with that myself because, you know, I had that attitude where I go to work, I work hard, I come home. My wife's job is like taking care of the kids and stuff. Well, <laughs> that only works for so long, man. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, dude, I literally read tens of thousands of comments from women on all different, all kinds of different stuff. And like the, the, the man's view out on the street most of the time the, the status quo is that I'm providing for her. She doesn't have to work. So she needs to just be happy because I'm providing everything. And, you know, and the woman's point of view, I do everything at the house. I take care of him. I do this. And there's, I think there's a big lack of communication, but the thing is like, as a man, like I, I like uh, Jody said, we need to step it up. I think that that's true because I think that it's not really that diff. I don't even think it's that the woman needs to have stuff done for them, but if it depends on the situation, but if a girl's being taken advantage of in that way for a long period of time, they start to like lose their mind. They stop taking care of their body. They stop doing their hair and they just kind of like rough it because they're stressed out. And it doesn't take that much, I don't think, for a guy to just like show his wife some love, help her out here. They're just not even to help her out, but just to let her know that he cares about her because all the crap that she's doing most of the time is because she cares about the guy and she cares about the kids and she wants it to work. And it's like her way of showing love is doing all that stuff. But somewhere in the mix of it, of time going by, you know, couples lose communication and then it just becomes like a mess. And that, I know this because it happened to me and like, you know, what, what fixed my, my marriage is, you know, by number one, by God's grace of him saving my narrow behind on a lot of things. But 
I, I started to realize this stuff and started to, to help more. And it's not that I didn't help before, but I, I, I was doing it for the wrong motivation. And women are real smart. They know, <laughs> they know your motivation. If you're just doing it to get her to shut up, it's not going to work. So <laughs> you got to like, you got to, you got to do it right, man. So anyway. Yeah. Mike, you look like you boil it over, man. Man, I'm no listen. I'm sitting, I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting here soaking it in, man, because it is so true, you know. And and obviously, our wives, you know, I think again, to 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 understand, you know, that a true man is one, and I, and we talked about this before, but a true man is one that that's willing to put his ego to the side and allow his wife to actually help him, right? And I, and I think that is so key when it when we're talking about this man card, right? Like that deserves several several punches there. You know what I mean? Like you you the ultimate man when you can put your own agenda, your own uh, uh, ego to the side and say, okay, you know, God God allowed me to have you as a wife. <laughs> you right to, to make me better. And I think that is the thing that a lot of men miss. I know, you know, I've missed it for years. <laughs> right. But then I had to understand that God allowed me to have the wife that I have so that I can become better. So I can be who it is that he's created me to be. And it doesn't mean that, you know, as a man, we don't assist our wives as well to become that, but it goes with what you were saying, Sean, we as a whole we need to step up and, and understand when our wife is, you know, over, overburdened with things. My wife voiced it to me uh, more than I probably should have her, uh, you know, voice it to me, but she does. And like, for example, today, um, I was over at the nail salon with her all day today, right? Now, <clears throat> I don't do nails. I ain't never had my nails. I don't get my nails painted. I don't do it, right? Now, I'll go get a, a, a manicure, if I'm saying it right, manicure, pedicure. Yeah, I'll go and get it done, but I'm not one that would sit up in the nail salon all day and just, you know, conversate and be like, ooh, ooh, that's nice. Ooh, that's just not me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I also understand what it does for her to know that I'm there and I'm supporting her. You know, she voiced to me, I think it was last week. She said, babe, do you remember when we first started dating or when, when I used to work here, you used to come and used to have lunch with me every single day. And so obviously, you know, in my mind, the ego says, well, how, how am I able to do that now? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I miss what she was saying, right? I miss that she was saying that this is something that she needs. And I, I and I know that that is a requirement to really be qualified as a man, to be able to hear what our wives are saying, hear what our daughters are saying so that we can meet that need. So, yeah, I think you, you right on point, Sean. And well, I want to say, think... go ahead, go Sean. Ahead. Now go I ahead. Wanna... You got my brain churning, which is super, super important. Um, I think that, if more men were into what we're talking about or paid attention to what is what we're trying to do here, or just simply just listen to their wife, um, you know, we have more people trying to be hold more accountability and not have everybody like acting like an egomaniac out there. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's crazy. And like, another thing I want to say is, you know, when you say listening to your wife, 
think about it. Like if somebody asks you to do something, you're the master of your own world. You're out in the world. You Most men work out. Their, their wives are at home or have a, a short job, you know. And, you know, when we don't listen to our wife, even if it's some dumb thing, like go get your nails done or whatever, we those care about them because we trust them and listen to what they say, even if we don't like it, even if we don't agree with it. And I'm preaching myself here, but <laughs> the thing is, scripture, it says, if you love me, you will obey my command. And I mm. think that that carries across with people. If you love somebody, you listen to what they have to say and you take a chance and you have some faith and you do what they want them to do. And I think that that oh, goes along. I've noticed in my life that like when I try to, even when my wife asked me to do something totally like today, I'm not even going to do it, but <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> okay. you got to You got to talk about it now. You got to talk about it. You got to talk like, about it. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's, I'm just saying that if more people thought in this way, I, I think it would help a lot of people and they don't even know a lot of guys don't even know that their wives are going to leave them. I must've got hundreds of comments of women on, on TikTok that I know they're like, yeah, my husband, he does all that. And he doesn't even know I'm, I'm serving him papers next week. And I'm just like, man, this is a real serious problem, dude. <laughs> so, Well, and the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, when we're first, pursuing our wife we're doing everything we can to prove that we're the one we're serving we're taking her to out to lunch we're going on walks we're staying up late and talking into the wee hours of the night and then all of a sudden when she finally relents and gives in and says yeah i think you're the one and i i think i can make you make something out of you. I think a lot of women think I can make something out of you. I see potential in you. I see potential in us. And then we get married and that pursuit stops. It becomes the woman's job to do everything. It's, it's the woman's job to set up date night. It's the woman's job to take care of the home instead of, you know, having that same mentality, that same urgency, that same dedication to serve our, our, our wife and let her know that she still is worthy of pursuit, that I still am working to earn her love every single day. And the moment that we stop pursuit, that is the moment that self-doubt and disappointment and anger start to creep into our marriage. And if we would just stay in constant pursuit mode, Things will be a lot better in our marriages and so, in our and, and 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 that is so powerful. So let me let me ask the question: How do? Because I know a lot of men that that's that's watching this and that's going to be watching this probably have this question, right? Because I think as men, a lot of times we have so much on us as well, and you know, us men don't like to talk about stuff because again, it takes away the man card, man up, right? So, but now let me ask you this: Based on what you just said, Jody. Because it's very true. If we continue that pursuit, then a lot of things that we're, you know, concerned and worried about, we don't really have to worry about. But when the man is bombarded with so much stuff, right? Because we know that for a lot of times for a man to feel as if he's not stepping to the plate, right? Like a real man, right? When they realize that they're not stepping up to the plate, they, they're not providing for their family and so forth. It weighs on you. 
right? So how do how do a man continue to pursue his wife when he has so much bombarding him and he, he you know he can't seem to push through that? So let me ask a question back. Antoine, he probably, he probably had the exact same level of things happen around him. It's just he was making her the priority. The problem is, is that we stop making her the priority, right? And we often talk about having balance in our life. And the problem is, is there never is a perfect balance. And what I've learned is that it's not so much about a balance. It's about dedication and intent and focus when you're in that scenario. So when you're in, in the pursuit mode of your wife and you're going out to lunch or dinner or whatever it is, you're going for a walk, you're not checking your phone all the time. You're not, you know, distracted. And I think a lot of men, they're like, well, I have so many things to do that they forget to prioritize the lady in their life, the one that is most important. And so we really have to step back and go, am I in pursuit of the right things? Because there is such thing as good, better, and best. I mean, it's good that you're providing for the family. It's good that you're building a, a business and a career. But is it better that you make time for your kids? Is it the best that your kids see you making time for your wife and, and continuing to make her feel like the queen of your heart? Oh, that's good. Yes. So good. we need to ask ourselves. Are we doing good, better, or are we doing the best that we can as the husband of our home, of our wife? That's, that's good. good, man. <clears throat> I, I mean, that's a that was a great question too, Mike. Um, and and Jody, I like the response because, uh, I mean, we, man, that, that's just basic. We we all <laughs> we all have work to do when it comes to being a husband, a man, father, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't I don't know of anybody that's arrived. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know of anybody if, if they have they need to write a book and make that a manual, you know. But even if they write a book and make it out manual, in the it's week. not gonna work for everybody. No, because your <laughs> wife is different than my wife. Exactly. You know, uh there's I used to I used to uh talk about this uh with, with a group that I was talking to called we talked about common sense. And uh and I said I, you know, and it, one day I, it just hit me. I said, what is common sense? You know, what what is common sense? They're like, well, common sense would have told you not to do that. Well, maybe the sense that's common to you, but the sense that's common to me said do it. You know, so common sense is a myth. Balance is a is a myth. Balance is a unicorn. Balance is <laughs> it's, it's not real, you know. And I think about what you said, Dodi. There is no perfect balance. I don't really believe there is any real, true balance, except with God. Yeah. Um, the Bible tells us in Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So what God is saying is, <clears throat> God is saying is, if you just take care of my business, by default, I'll take care of your business. So. I think that works with marriage too. Now listen, I I don't I'm not a guru. I'm not <laughs> I don't have this thing perfected. A lot of times when we do this show as I'm talking, God is showing me things along the way that I can I can take back to my wife because I have some of these things I haven't put into practice yet. But 
Uh, this is fresh. This is hot off the fresh right here. I believe that that also works with marriage. I believe that there are some things that I can take care of where my wife is concerned that I put her need above my need. And by default, my stuff will be taken care of. Yep. So I thought about the question you said, Mike, what if, what if we got stuff bombarding us? What if that load that's hitting us could be lifted by me simply doing some things for my wife? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I don't know it. She might not be the one that, that will take this load off of me, but God will. Because if I'm seeking the kingdom or his business or his will, his will is for me to be a good husband. His will is for me to take care of my wife. His will is for me to make sure my wife's needs are met. So if I'm seeking him by taking care of my wife, by default, God mm -hmm. is going to take care of me. There's this powerful man of God named Watchman Nee. Uh, I've listened to a lot of his, uh, well, he, he didn't record it because he's he's been dead for probably 100 years by now. But <laughs> anyway, somebody somebody recorded some some books that he wrote. And uh, their, his voice, you know, they try to sound like him. It's not him. But anyway, I got to I got to get focused. Here. Anyway, uh, he made this statement. He said, he said, God wants you to take care of the objective so that he can take care of the subjective. Mm. You take care of the objective. You take care of the objective. God takes care of the subject. So if God's will is for me to be a good husband, if God's will is for me to take care. See, let me let me just say this real quick. My father did something uh, growing up that um, it probably kind of went over my head as a kid. But when I look at it now uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a grown man, as a husband and father, I see what he did. You know, um, I think every man at some point is guilty of not pursuing their wife anymore. You know, so I'm not talking about my father pursuing my wife. I mean, my wife, no. I'm not talking about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my we, we know what you went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pursuing his wife, but I saw him do some things that put my wife's, I mean, my mother's needs above his, or took pressure off of my mother. You know, I, I say that a lot of times men don't think that they should do certain things around the house. That's not manly. You don't get the man car. You get your man car revoked for that relinquished, you know, or whatever. But I think that that last R we defined is is really what we need to look at, because I think that 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 thing can be redefined per relationship. That's good. You know, uh, my, I watched my father for years do the laundry. I mean, he exclusively. I can't tell you. I can't tell you a time that I remember seeing my mother do laundry. My father, that was like his thing. I got to take care of lunch. I mean, he 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 took it from the beginning all the way to the end, mm -hmm. to taking the clothes to the basement, uh, separating the colors, washing them, taking them upstairs, folding them. He showed me how to fold clothes. I learned how to fold clothes from my father, not my mother. You know, and then he cooked on certain days. There are certain things that my father did. He cleaned the kitchen up. He washed the dishes. You know, I, I saw him do these things. So, so for me, my view of a man was somebody that did things around the house too. Not just cut the grass or shovel the snow, but did things around the house. And and so uh, it took me some time to get there, even in my marriage. But now you can ask my wife, and I hope she's still watching because I want her to confirm this. But I mean, there are certain things. 
<laughs> no, I don't, I'm sorry. That's the wrong reason. That's, I stretched it up in man car. I did. That's the wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. That's that's bad. That's bad. But um, anyway, uh, I'm not going to toot no. my own horn. But <laughs> go ahead, Jody, man. Go ahead. Take, take me away, man. Take me away, Jody. <laughs> well, it's funny because you joke about that, that, you know, that you want her to acknowledge what you did. I, I think do. a I lot do. of times do things in a relationship <laughs> wife to get kudos instead of it just being a family. Right. It's getting the household. So, and Uh-oh, we losing Jody. So here I am. <laughs> Uh-oh. My wife just uh, uh Jody, he can put that up, but he can't talk to us. Oh, there he is. There, there you go, Jody. Jody can put my wife on the screen, but he can't talk to us. Okay, and, and Antoine, Antoine, I think that was part of the part of the plan. <laughs> right, right. That was that was timed too perfectly. <laughs> I, I guess you didn't hear what I said, so I apologize. <laughs> We got, the message, we got the message, <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you, though, Joe. You're right. Um, <clears throat> I, I got the gist of what you're saying, I believe. Um, that, you know, and, that's, and that goes back to what I was saying about my father. I don't remember my father walking around the house with a T-shirt on that said, I did the laundry. You know what I mean? Or uh, I washed dishes around here, you know, or anything like that. He didn't do it for that reason. He did it because... That was just in him. And and my and and I learned later that my grandmother taught all of them how to do these things. So my grandmother's thing was, even though I didn't see, I don't never remember seeing my grandfather do anything like that. He didn't do laundry, he didn't do, you know, I mean he did stuff, but I don't know what he did. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but you know, I know he worked hard. I know he worked hard, but I didn't really see him do too many things around the house. But um, but anyway, my, my point is, um, and I, I think my wife did actually say something there too. Uh Jody didn't put that on the screen. <laughs> there, it is, there it is, there it is, right there, right there, right there. But um <laughs> I want to make sure everybody sees that uh Antoine Brown does the laundry and cooks the meals. Right. I'm gonna get a t-shirt. I'm not like my dad, I'm gonna get a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> well and the nice thing is you're saying in it it in a semi-spirit of joking right but there are a lot of men that if they pick up a sock they want a mare badge <laughs> it's like, right yeah. right i was gonna say that i got a ton of comments my husband put three dishes in the dishwasher this week and he won a trophy you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure I've been guilty of it before, so uh, I'll stay quiet on this one. <laughs> so, hey, we were talking about to continue to pursue your wife, and it was kind of like the question was, like, what does that really look like? And Jody was talking about maybe, like, sacrificing time, investing in your wife. Um, and, you know, I got to say, Anton, you're right on my level with all that spiritual stuff because – I believe that too many people, like I heard this from a pastor and this was a life changing little sentence. He told me, he said that, uh, 
you know, when you when you get filled by God, the Holy Spirit comes in you and then you give it to your wife and then it overflows to your kids and then it overflows to your house out into the community. And I think a lot of people, they don't have those fruits. They just have some information and they go out in the world and just go crazy and then they ignore their family. I see that a lot. And uh, a pretty good um, thing I heard once was uh, same guy. Told me, he's like, you know, um, the good dads, because when they come around, their kids hang on them. They hold their hand. They're happy. You know, mm-hmm. that's how you know. And so I don't know. But I think um, what's interesting about what you said is that, you know, for me to to continue to pursue my wife is, is I can do little small tasks. Uh, and there's, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> I could be doing all the laundry and the meals, but, um, <laughs> for me, you know, just a little bit of showing that I care makes my wife happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could be as simple as like, um, I, sh- I, I clean the bathroom up real quick, clean the bedroom up real quick or put the dishes away or do some laundry or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. My wife, it's not so much about getting the job done because she would do it but it's more of like showing that i care and i think a lot of people they go they try to find their happiness way out there and they don't understand they got a wife and kids and it's like you got all that in front of you and you know one of the things that you said that last time jody about investing time in your family and i was that really stuck with me since the last time we hung out and uh i think for me i was just wanted to say that you know, me continuing to pursue my wife is, you know, small things like I, I know my wife's like her project list, stuff she wants to do. Now she will screw that up. She will change that list all around out of nowhere. OK, but I know what she wants to do. I know her her goals, stuff that she wants, places she wants to go, stuff she wants to do with the house and just handling little jobs like that. That's what it looks like for me in particular. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And another thing is. You know, we always got to stay humble and realize that we're not on top of it. Like he said, you never arrived. It never happened. Mm -hmm. You're still working to get there. And if you think you're there, you're not there at all. So anyway. Yeah. and, And I think both you and Antoine hit on something really, really important is that we as men, when we step up as spiritual leaders in our house it makes a huge difference and i and i learned this lesson very early on in our marriage our second year of marriage was a tough year for judy and i and you know and it's in part because i wasn't being the man that i should be or could be and you know she called me on the carpet of it on it and you know i had to reset some things in my life and it's interesting because As we worked through that, one of the things that we decided to do was that we were going to kneel in prayer as a couple. And what that did was it did a couple things. It put me in an attitude of receiving the pourings of her heart that she was sharing with God so that I could hear. And it was putting me in an attitude that I could receive what was her concerns. But it also allowed me to express the the things of my heart and what it did was it invited the man upstairs, the spirit of the Lord, to become a, a key part of our relationship. And so our couple turned into a threesome with power. 
Mm-hmm. And when we can make that a center point of our marriage and our family, it becomes easier for us to serve and love and put the other one first. And, and when we do that, the whole dynamic changes in our relationship and the spirit in our house is elevated and she feels special because she's, she recognizes that she's being heard yeah. and served. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That is good, man. You know, I, I was, I was thinking well, too, man. Oh, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> no, I think more people just were on this, man. I'm telling you, like it would change the whole world, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, that, that, you, you made me think about some things uh, too, and when, when you were talking to Sean um, about how, <clears throat> and we talked a little bit about balance too, and I think one of the problems with balance is it it takes the heart, it takes your heart out of what you're doing, and what I mean by that is if I'm trying to balance everything out, I'm trying to do. Let me just let me just say this. There are some men who are very romantic with their wives. They they do they cover all those bases, but then they'll come home and kick their shoes off and won't help around the house, won't do anything around the house. And and for some wives, they're like, well, okay, you know, I mean, then you know, he's not doing anything, you know, around here. That's okay though, I guess, you know. But but he's very romantic. You know, <laughs> he's very charming. You know? <laughs> and then there are some guys who do things around the house. Uh, they do help out. I mean, they, they make sure that they cover a lot of bases around the house. They come home and clean up. But they're, they're, they're not romantic at all. You know, they're just like, you know, it's like, uh, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't have a plan. You know, and I've, I've been on both sides of those things. Probably more on the side of the non-romantic though. But I thought about this. There's this bird. Uh, I think it's called the moonwalking bird. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, it's. I think it's in Madagascar. So I'm not sure exactly where it is. But it does this dance yeah. for the female. If you ever see this, I watched it on uh, on Planet. Uh, what is that? Uh, that Planet. Yeah, on Discovery Channel, the Planet Show. Uh, there's this. But this is bird that does this. I mean, it's like this elaborate dance, like this routine. I mean, matter of fact, he cleans up the entire area, removes all the debris, the dirt, everything. <laughs> like he cleared the dance floor. And then he gets in the middle of this dance floor and he just does this elaborate dance. I mean, I wish I could show you. He's just like, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's twirling and all this kind of stuff. And then the female comes and she she, she just lands on this branch and she watches the show. Yeah. And he's just like doing it. So he's looking at her uh, reaction to make sure he's getting, you know, he's getting every step in and all that kind of stuff. And she's she's just like, at, after at the end of the dance, if she's impressed, then she's like, okay, I'll I'll go with you. And I think about that. We do that elaborate dance. Jody, you said this. We do that elaborate dance to get our wives. But then after we get married, we forget how to dance. Mm. We forget how to dance. We forget that. She still does need romance. She still needs to. She still needs to see those dance moves. Yeah. She's like you forgot how to dance, or or you were faking it the whole time. Well, what's going on here? You know. And and I think that that dance, that I think that that dance, uh, it includes romance. 
it includes those those little things like cleaning up, you know, uh, because now you're together. You're together. So so that dance is no, is going to now have to be redefined a little bit. You still got to be romantic. You still got to woo her. You still got to pursue her. And then there's that. So there's no there's not really balance, because if it's in your heart to do it, you don't really you're not balance is is is, is like taking a score. You know what I mean? I got to I got to balance. So I got to make sure that everything on this side of the scale is equal with this side of the scale, you know. That's, that's balance. If I'm if I'm trying to balance everything to a T, my heart is not really in it because it's it's math now. It's yeah. it's 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 a it's a job. It's not okay. I don't really care if this thing is is not like this. If I'm giving her love, if I'm giving her what she needs in the moment, then it's gonna it's gonna equal out. Hmm. I don't have to try to figure out. Okay, I got to put a little bit more over here, a little bit more over here. I gave her a little too much romance this time because. It uh, looks like the other side is, is tilting. You know, we don't have to do that if our heart is in it. If we're looking to take care of what she needs in the moment, then everything will come into the balance that it needs to be. Yeah, that's, good. that's really good. And I love that. It's like, have we forgotten how to dance? Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes forgetting how to dance is just learning how to pursue forgetting how to pursue your wife. It doesn't yeah. have to actually be dance moves. It it deals with how do I pursue and, and prove to my wife that I am madly in love with her. I'm doing everything I can to improve yeah. that love and increase that love and make her still feel convinced that I am the right guy, even after all these years, despite my failings, that all of a sudden yeah. she's like, who the heck are you? That's <laughs> yeah. not what yeah. I thought I was getting. Right. Yeah, that, that that reminds me. Uh, last night, <laughs> my wife and I we went <clears throat> out with um, some family of ours. We went to to a movie, and and I was telling he was uh, my my cousin, and I you know we were kind of walking behind them as they were walking into the uh, into the theater, and so <laughs> I noticed, and and you know I love it because this is this is pretty much I wouldn't expect anything less of of uh myself to do it anyway but uh you know when my wife gets to the door she just stands there right and so i tell my cousin i said watch this right and she just she just stands there right <laughs> because she knows that i'm gonna open that door for you like don't touch the door like it bothers the mess out of me when she goes and <laughs> opens her own door it really does it bothers me so you know so afterwards it was so funny I dropped the ball, right? Like, I, I don't know where my man card went, but I dropped the ball. And so when we were getting back in the car, <clears throat> I was getting ready to walk over on my side of the car and she just stood there, right? And so my cousin started laughing. My wife says, date me, date me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, you're right, you're right. Let me come and get the dough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love that, you know, I, because, you know, we if we set the standard, our wife will expect the standard. Absolutely. Right. If you raise the bar, she's going to expect the bar to be raised all the time. Yep. So in light of raising the bar, you know, we have the traditional man card. And I specifically put it in, in the title revoke relinquish, because I think a lot of men feel like they're relinquishing their man card when they get married and mm -hmm. they have kids and they're giving up so much. 
But I really think it comes down to redefining the man card on both sides of it. So in these final moments, guys, what what are the things, if you were to redefine the man card, what do you think absolutely has to be on the man card for us to be better husbands and better fathers? Well, I, I think it's it's been said throughout the entire you know broadcast tonight, and I think a, a universal message that we continue to hear is that putting our wife's needs first is a non-negotiable. You know, I mean it, it's 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 nothing else that compares to that. And and uh, Greg said it already. You know, your wife needs come only or second only to God's needs, right? And it, it's amazing because. God is looking at how we are taking care and honoring our wives, right? He's looking at how we're loving our wives. So, um, you know, and, and again, everybody, or I know Antoine said it by default, when we take care of our wife's needs, right? And it may not always be financial. Again, it, it can be like my wife said, date me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, it's that pursuit. It's that little bird dance, you know, um, those things stand out above everything else. And what I've learned, and I thank God that I learned it and continuing to learn it, I remain open to learning it, is that if I'm making sure that my wife is my priority, then it's amazing how it affects every other area in my life. My business, finances, health, like everything begins to fall in line as long as my wife is first, right? And if at any point she has to voice that she does not feel that she's first and she doesn't, you know, say, I don't feel like I'm first, but we as husbands know, okay, my wife is feeling like she's being neglected. My wife is feeling like I'm not putting her needs first. And if at any point that that has to be revealed to us, then that is where we can say that your man card is being revoked. That's the true revoking of a man card when you realize that your wife's needs are not being taken care of. So I would I would say, you know, definitely, you know, like you already said, Jody, redefine this whole man card and understand that the revoking takes place when you're truly not being a man and that's taking care of your wife and your family. Love that. Sean? Man, I, I'm want to hijack uh antoine's thing but <laughs> what he touched on with the spiritual end of it and what you said about praying with your wife that is that that is a must man yeah because here's the thing if you don't have your heart in the right place like as a believer you follow jesus you your your, your goal is to align your heart with god and if you don't got that in your marriage you're gonna change possible sin in the world and like it kind of sucks to see a lot of marriages that are failing because of sin and just people going the wrong path. I mean, I, I heard so many crazy stories, man. Um, people just going the wrong way. It, it, it hurts me because I it's just like so to me, it's simple. It's like start getting God in your heart and follow things the right way, and he'll hook you up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He'll bless and, and people they don't understand that. So I think that is like goes right along with that you know what i mean i mean in in the physical we definitely gotta focus on our wives for sure um but we we need to really just get our heart in the right place and follow follow through with um like my, the way i look at things as a believer is 
I'm always trying to understand the Holy Spirit and try to understand uh, the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. And if you have those things, you're a man. And I don't care how bad things get. Uh, it takes, like you guys were touching on it, it takes a lot more of a man to be gentle than be rugged and all that. You know what I mean? Every dude does that. You know what I mean? It takes a lot more of a man to be have self-control than to flip out. You know what I mean? And those kind of things, when you have a family, it's easy to flip out. You guys know that. <laughs> and like the thing is, like, you know, I think I think getting your heart right and following God the right way is super super crucial. And you know, you praying with your wife, man, that that really blessed me because I uh, I do that with my wife not enough, and I want to do it more. Like we talk about spiritual things every single day, and we pray occasionally. But man, what you said was just awesome. So you guys got me on some stuff here. So. <laughs> Well, it's all about it's about it's about helping us grow, right? Yeah, all yeah. all four of us are trying to grow, and our ultimate purpose in this conversation is to help all men grow and to help families be blessed through us becoming the men that God intends us to be, that we can become. So, Antoine, you, your redefinement of the man card, what do you think is critical? Um, there's there's one thing that I wanted to say too uh, that uh, Sean he mentioned uh, earlier. And he talked about fruit, uh, bearing fruit. And, uh, and I would challenge anybody to study this in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Um, because, Sean, you actually just touched on this, too. You talked about how uh, meekness and temperance, you know, is, is key. It's important. You know, um, a guy can be real big and strong, but is he strong enough to control his emotions and, and to channel his emotions in the right way? Uh, but the, to answer your question, Jody, um, uh, and I agree with everything that's been said uh, by Mike and Sean, too. Um, the, the only thing that I would say in addition to that, to add to that, would be this. Um, uh, I was just in Dallas, uh, just got back from Dallas, Texas yesterday. And I usually, you know, you hear the, 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 the spiel for what you need to do in terms of safety and all that kind of stuff. But usually you're in and out of it. You know, if you fly enough, you don't even hardly hear it anymore. You sleep before, you know, they even get done. <laughs> so, all right. But, but for some reason, I heard it and, it, and it didn't really register until just now. But there's a statement that they make. They say, when in, in the end of an emergency or an accident or a crash or whatever, the oxygen mask will fall down. Take the oxygen mask down. If you're a father or, or mother, take the oxygen mask down, put it on yourself first, and then put it on your child. So, in other words, they want to make sure you're, you know, you don't pass out. Because if you pass out, you can't help your children. And I really believe that that parallels with that scripture that we talked about earlier, Matthew 6.33, where it talks about seeking God or the kingdom first. And then all these things will be added unto you. I think there's something about me securing my relationship with God, me getting everything that I need from God, me being fully equipped with what I need so that I can better serve my family. I can better serve my wife. I can better serve my children. If I put my oxygen mask on, then I can take care of my wife. Mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm trying to focus on what my wife's needs are, I'm going to miss something. But if I focus on God's needs, 
which include taking care of my wife, then I'm going to catch everything. That's good. And so I think I think that, that we got to put our oxygen mask on first, which is, which is securing our relationship with God, hear, being able to clearly hear from him to know what he wants us to do. And then we can serve our wife better. That's good. Like about that quick is that you, if you do that, you can give all the glory to God and it's right. better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nice. I, I think that's good. I think that I think that is so absolutely critical. And it reminds me of an experience that I had with my wife. Years ago, we were on our very first night dive in Cozumel. And we got into we got into the water. We hadn't descended yet. And we gave each other the high sign, the, the okay sign. We descended down and we got down. And I mean, being in the dark, 60 feet underneath the water, it's a little disconcerting at first. And we're down there. And the only light we have is this small beam coming from our, our underwater dive light. And we're looking around and all of a sudden my wife, I mean, we're within arms reach of each other but she needs to hold me and so she reaches out to grab me and in the reaching of grabbing me she yanks out my regulator and my mouth goes like this and all of a sudden my source to air is gone mm. so i calmly went back to training and said all right i got to get my reg i reach around to grab my regulator and my wife grabs my arm again and puts and trying to hold it and it's like three times she keeps trying to grab my hand and I keep pushing it away. And finally, I, I just kind of forcefully pushed it away and then got the regulator in my mouth. And then I grabbed her hand. And when we got up to the top of the surface, man, I'm telling you, if looks could kill, <laughs> I would be at the bottom of the ocean. Right? She, what were you doing? I needed to hold your hand and you just wouldn't hold my hand. I'm like, well, um, you actually yanked the regulator out of my mouth. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that was a perfect example of I had to get myself yeah. breathing before I could take care of her. Right. Yeah. And I think it's critically important that we as men, part of our responsibility is yes, we need to serve our wife, but we need to put ourselves in a position that we can better serve her. And yes. as we allow God to enter our heart and he becomes a driving force of our morning, our day, it enables us to better serve her because the spirit will whisper and enlighten our minds to know how to serve her and our family. Yep. So get your spiritual air first. Yeah. And then the way will be lighted to touch your heart and touch your marriage and touch your family. Powerful. Yeah. That's good. So anyway, guys, I want to thank you so much. It's always a fun, insightful, thought provoking conversation. I, I, I appreciate your, your service, your testimonies, your dedication, your example of you know your dedication to your wife and your pursuit of your wife and i just truly appreciate you guys as my friends and my fellow uh brothers in christ and fellow brothers and trying to have an impact on family so i thank you very much thank, thank you, you brother. appreciate you man absolutely appreciate you brother
the rest. Thank you so much for tuning in. To this. Yeah, no. For the rest of you guys tuning in, thank you so much for joining us. We try to do these once a month, and uh, we just appreciate your comments. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if there's something that you would like the four of us to talk about, send us a DM, and we'll we'll be glad to discuss it because I think, as you've seen, we're willing to uh, open our hearts and our vulnerability <laughs> to help all of us grow. <laughs> So with that, with that said, you guys have a great night and we'll check you guys next time right here on Father's Fire. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. unlocking the fire within thank you all for tuning in let's grow speak fire speakfire.com speak fire with a y we have a new episode that comes out every monday at 4 a.m are you going to be up with us deuces